0: This is the Hack Your Wealth Podcast, episode 61. Welcome to the Hack Your Wealth Podcast, where we teach wealth building hacks for lawyers, engineers, and MBAs. I'm your host, Andrew Chen. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hack Your Wealth Podcast. It's a new year, and today's episode is meant to be a New Year's pep rally of sorts. 2020 was tough, but uh, 2021 presents a new opportunity to make big strides in your goals toward financial independence. So I wanted to offer some thoughts and nuggets of advice to help encourage you and also share some wisdom from a couple other folks I reached out to in the fire community who graciously shared their thoughts with me as well. Before we get to that though, uh, as always, I want to invite you to join the private Hack Your Wealth Facebook group, which you can find by going to hackyourwealth.com. com slash FB. It's a private Facebook discussion group and a way for us to connect, have a dialogue, ask questions about financial independence, early retirement investing, portfolio management, tax strategies, real estate investing, side hustles, or anything else related to financial planning that you're interested in discussing. I'm there every day. I try to respond to every question uh, and comment. So come check it out. Join us there. HackYourWealth.com slash FB. All right. The goal of today's episode is to share tips with you for achieving big changes, breakthrough changes even, in your financial situation this year toward attaining FIRE, financial independence, early retirement. I'm going to share some thoughts myself first and then uh, bring in a couple of the folks that I reached out to in the FIRE community to share their thoughts that they have for New Year's goals as well. So to kick things off, I want to share three things. One is about saving, one's about earning, one is about investing. First on saving, my advice here for the New Year is that to keep in mind, it's hard to save your way to wealth. You can save your way out of poverty, but it's really hard to reach fire purely on saving alone, even if you save a lot. You need to couple that with earning and investing. So on earning, you need to increase your earnings and try to earn as much as you can. Uh, And that's because earning a lot just gives you more freedom and flexibility to start investing some of that money into income generating assets. The more you earn, the more flexibility you have here. When you earn little, it's just that much harder because you still need a threshold amount of money to just survive uh, that you can't save uh, and that you need to spend. Whereas when you earn a lot, you have uh, that flexibility, the option uh, to be strategic with your money. Of course, you have to save then too. You can easily blow the money by increasing your spend exactly in lockstep with your earnings. And then you're still on the hamster wheel. Maybe it's a bigger wheel, a nicer wheel, but it's still a wheel. So uh, saving and earning are not you know independent. They, they really have to go together. And uh, it's... In my view, a better use of time to focus as much energy as possible on trying to maximize your earnings, grow your career, grow your uh, income-generating assets, whatever the case may be. And that leads me into uh, investing, which is that third piece that I wanted to hit. This is the meatiest part of my advice here, because it's about building up assets and getting those assets to work for you, to acquire assets that can generate income or reliably appreciate in value. Because the key to building financial independence... And wealth is gaining leverage on your time so that you can earn more income per unit of time per hour of day than would be possible from say just your jo- day job alone your goal is to move away from trading time for dollars to trading time for assets that can take on a life of their own and start earning dollars for you regardless of how you're spending your time think of it like investing your time to activate and train foot soldiers who are then going to go out into the world and capture more bounty, more wealth for you and bring it back home. That's what creates leverage on your time. It's kind of like, you know, playing Monopoly, the game. You can earn $200 every time you pass go, but you have to do the work to pass go every loop and you can only do that at a finite rate since, you know, you have to traverse so many board spaces, you only have so many turns and dice rolls to do it in. Uh, or you can buy hotels and have other players on the board pay you income each time they land on your Uh, hotels. That's gaining leverage on your time. Uh, This incidentally is one reason why real estate investing, for example, is so popular. It's no different. It allows you to earn income through leverage, both literal leverage, as in a mortgage, and time leverage because you spend time up front to acquire and ready a property for rent. But once you have a good tenant in there, your you're earning income fairly passively. They're working their salaried job to pay the rent, which pays you, and you then invest your time to, say, acquire another property or earn more at your job or whatever it is. Um, it's uh, An analogy I like using here is that it's like flying a plane. The hardest part of flying a plane is the initial lift – required to get off the runway in the first place. And unless you're born into wealth or privilege, you have to create that initial base of assets, that initial lift from which to generate passive income. And you have to do that with your own two hands. And that can be very, very difficult to do if you don't earn a lot or you uh, have uh, don't have a lot of time because you're working long hours or you have family obligations you can't ignore. Like I get it. it's It's very, very challenging. That first milestone of just just getting your aircraft off the runway and airborne is the hardest. It takes so much work. Uh, this is where most people fall short and give up or fail. It's also commonly what takes the most time because it can take years, really, just to get off the runway, depending on your you know situation. And that's why having a high savings rate is also so important because it lightens the load of your aircraft. It makes it easier to get off the ground uh, and... You, know, you don't need to get to 35,000 feet right away. You just need to clear the runway to get it started. And uh, clearing the runway doesn't mean having you know, enough money or assets to sit on a beach and do nothing for the rest of your life. In my view, it just means after taking care of your basic needs and expenses, being able to have saved enough that you can start investing your resources in significantly and materially building more passive income or wealth generating assets. Uh, If your job allows it, I think it also means being able to open a wedge in your daytime hours so that you can start investing those freed up hours in doing the same thing and building more passive income and wealth generating assets. Maybe that means building a little bit of passive income first so you can go part-time and only work four days per week if your job allows that, uh, and then using that extra day to then figure out how to earn uh, more to build up more passive income so you can shave off another day off your W-2 job. Maybe now it's three days a week and so on. If your job doesn't allow that, like I totally get it, maybe it's all or nothing, you have to you know work a full week or nothing then the next best option is to go hard at it nights and weekends. And that definitely will take sacrifice. Uh, but there are some you know, really effective ways to open up amazing amounts of extra time in the day if you're serious about it. First, stop watching TV, Netflix, Hulu. Stop browsing Facebook. Get off Snapchat and Instagram. Use that extra time to pick up extra side gig work or do consulting or teach an online course, whatever. Figure out where you can cut fat Out of your daytime hours to invest in building assets that can help you generate more income. It does get easier once you're airborne and you clear the runway and have even just a little bit of passive income cash flow to help free up some of your time, to bring in a little bit more uh, money into your portfolio. Then you can use that time, those additional resources to compound your passive income more, which then frees up more time, more resources, which you can then use to go build more income generating assets and so on. Okay, so those are pretty much the tips I had for the new year. They're broader principles, but I hope they're helpful and at least getting you into the right mindset for the new year, because with a little bit of behavioral and mindset investment, you can make actually very big changes in your financial situation, even in the course of a year. All right, with that in mind, I polled a couple of the leaders in the FIRE community to get their thoughts on the question of, you know, given it's New Year's, when it comes to financial goal setting, what is your best advice for people who are serious about pursuing FIRE? And first up is Jeff Howard from Georgia, who manages the Facebook discussion group called Smart Ideas for Early Retirement. He retired six years ago, and his advice centers on core investing principles. Let's see what he has to say.
1: First, the obvious. Get out of debt as early as possible. Avoid finance charges and interest as they will eat away at your future wealth. It is not what you make, but what you save that matters. The younger you are, the more aggressive you should be with your investments. Don't rely on a financial specialist as their goal is just not to lose you money. They don't try to maximize your returns. So learn how to invest and take charge of your future next the less obvious focus investments on growth as opposed to income income generating investments such as dividend producing stocks produce taxable events interstitial taxation is a wealth inhibitor that is anytime you buy or sell or get a dividend that is a taxable event income generation should only be at the point of need. The exception is retirement accounts, but growth often trumps income.
0: All right. I think that's great advice, especially that what matters isn't simply how much you make, but also how much you're able to save from that. Again, it's that notion of growing your income to get off the hamster wheel and not letting your expenses grow exactly in lockstep with your income. When you're early in the accumulation phase, I also agree it's it's better, certainly in taxable accounts, to avoid interstitial taxable events by focusing on growth investments over income investments and focusing on long-term multi-year properly asset allocated buy and hold investing, which you can do and exactly match market returns for zero cost and zero effort just by investing in plain vanilla index funds like an S&P 500 stock index fund or a diversified bond index fund. All right. Second up is Kellen James, an early retiree from London, Ontario, Canada, who fired at 29 and manages the Facebook discussion group called London on Fire. Let's see what he has to say. This is Kellen James, one of the founders of London on Fire and host of the On Fire podcast with Matt McKeever. Uh, We're a Canadian-based group for people at all stages of their financial independence journey. I personally retired from my day job last year at the age of 29. And speaking from the perspective of someone who's already reached financial independence, I think that the most important two things to keep in mind are, number one, go beyond return on investment and look at your return on time. Recognize the value of your time, and if it takes you 30 minutes to save $10 when you could have instead spent that 30 minutes making $20, then you're delaying your path to financial independence. And number two, don't forget about finding your passions along the way. It's great to retire from your day job, but you still have a whole life after that. Spend time developing passions so that you're excited to retire to your new life free of financial concern. All right. That's great advice. And I definitely agree. This also goes to that idea I mentioned earlier about gaining leverage on your time to stop trading time for dollars and start trading time for assets that earn dollars for you, no matter how you're spending your time. My foot soldier analogy or my monopoly analogy. And I also agree that, you know, finding passions that you want to live for and do in early retirement is critically important because otherwise what's it all for, right? All right. That's a wrap. If you like this episode, please hit that subscribe button to get new episodes automatically sent to you. Would love for you to not miss any episodes because the Hack Your Old podcast has a mix of action packed solo shows where I walk you through specific strategies and tactics step by step, as well as guests who share their expertise about specific areas of personal finance, and finally, profile interviews of business owners who are trying to turn their side hustles into fully financially self sustaining passive income streams. We break down exactly what they do, how they do it, and how much they're earning. So be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss any of that great content. Also would love if you could help me out and take 30 seconds to go to Apple podcasts and leave a podcast review. It helps to support this podcast and it helps other people who are looking for topics like this, find the podcast. And i really appreciate it if you could take a minute and just leave an honest review. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Hack Your Wealth podcast with Andrew Chen. If you like the show... Please leave us a review on iTunes and check out hackyourwealth.com for all our latest content.